0: Welcome back to the mayor leadership show. I'm Desi. This is Jeremy. Uh, you know, maybe you are a leader and you're like, why am I here? I'm just listening. Hey, let me give you something for free. Go get our four day leadership challenge, www.mayorleadership.com. Click the link, put in your name. You'll get an actionable video, uh, in your inbox like lickety split. And it'll give you a quick hit to get a result fast, uh, and dig into it because you'll get to change real quick and you'll get actionable items with it. Other than that, Share this with someone, you know, we're going to dive in today to four things employees need. Maybe you're an employee, maybe you're a middle manager, maybe you're a business owner. Everyone needs to know this because there's a piece, there's a golden nugget in here for each and every one of you. All right. So let's break it down real quick. Four things employees need. So the first, and then we're going to get into the weeds is a mission to accomplish. The second thing is a culture to embrace. Number three is a place to grow. And number four is people to enjoy. And then once we get to the end of this, I'm gonna give you two more Bonus. that they need. Yeah, two more post-COVID. All right. Post-COVID. You know, that's COVID thing. I feel like it's not clickbaity anymore. So I'm okay saying it now. Okay. Because it is a real
1: thing. And because you just said the word, it might have a disclaimer now on all of
0: our It could. Who knows? Stuff, but YouTube. We're we're not there yet. I'm
1: not a doctor. Okay.
0: So basically the goal here is we're trying to create a workplace that people love to be in. Uh, You're trying to create a team that will run through a wall with you and you're not going to get there uh, without being able to do this. Turnover is real. It's dangerous. It's it's expensive. You got to train. You got to hire. You got to people are quitting. You got HR issues like it stacks up fast. Uh Right. Um, So that's what we're trying to get. You know, and one of the reasons this came up is, you know, we're in the quiet quitting. We're in the great resignation, um, which, you know, those are keywords lately, and they're happening more and more, you know, especially with the different generations that are in our workforce. I mean, 2025, we're going to have 70% of the workforce will be um, millennials and Gen Zers, 70%. Wow. And so if like, we're not paying attention to that, then we're missing the mark, and we're probably wasting money, or we're about to start losing it uh, mm-hmm. as business owners and as leaders. Uh, but what the, what's quiet quitting? It's basically I'm checked out um, and I'm just kind of looking for something different in the meantime and you're getting, you know, 30 to 40% of me, really, I'm I'm punching the clock and that's the best that it gets.
1: Yeah. This is just a great place to be when you're on your way to something else. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And it's happening all over the place even more and more now when you don't have a workplace that people love to be in. Right. You know, when when people aren't growing together, when progress isn't being made. Uh, when goals aren't being set, when accountability is not happening, all these types of things. And then you have the great resignation. You know, people are just like, peace out, I'm gone. Uh, this isn't what I like, so I'm leaving. I'll go find the next thing that is. You know, I think that has some generational ties to it as well. Uh, I mean, my generation of, I'm an elder millennial, uh, we, we bounced around a ton, right? Like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm in my second career and I'm 36. Um, and like, if my dad heard that, he'd be like, what are you doing type of deal? Like our parents stayed in that forever um, just because, and they, they were more of the, I'm gonna just put my head down, I'm gonna grind, we're gonna get it done, I'm doing it for the family. Yeah. Type of a deal. Uh, but so now, you know, the a lot of millennials are just peace out, I don't like it. You know, or you've got these um, new Gen Zers who are, are taking longer in order to find what they really love in the first place because they watched us bounce around and they're like that's kind of stressful i'm just gonna figure out what i love in the beginning but either way like we've got to be super intentional Mm -hmm. on creating this workplace and you know the only way to do it is to really it's like undercover boss style you got to get in there and you got to understand what your workplace is. Maybe you're a little small three, four, five person firm or team or whatever, but you know, maybe you're a 500 person. You got to get in there and you got to get your ear to the tracks in order to learn about your culture and learn about your workplace. Yep. So let's talk about a mission to accomplish.
1: Yeah, well, and, and just quick sidebar for those that aren't uh, millennials or Gen Z's, peace out just means see you later. Yeah. I'm just giving you the peace sign. Just
0: for, I'm just you know, talking to our most just, of our just audience. For some here. that are out there
1: that could yeah. be like, I got a Google. Peace out. Yeah. Um, mission to accomplish. We talk often, Desi, about the why. Mm-hmm. We ask, "What's your why?" Simon Sinek has such great insights. He's written a couple books mm-hmm. on that. But mm-hmm. walk me through that because I think at a foundational level, one of the things that uh, really can separate the workforce from the executives or from the owner is that divide between, I don't really know. Like My why is I'm punching the clock and you're Mm -hmm. paying me a decent wage and I'm just here.
0: So talk to us about understanding the company why. Yeah, I think that's one of the pieces. But I think what's more important is you understand your why. You understand the main leadership why. And aligning those, okay, tying them together, right? So not and, just knowing it, but also aligning it. Yeah. Why does that connect? You know, and if it doesn't, if there's clashing, then like we got a bigger conversation to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, which that right there is easily said, like on camera or whatever. But that's a new thing. That's very different. Like mm-hmm. that's a polarizing statement that yeah. I just made. Of like, if your why doesn't connect to where you are, leave. Because you're wasting your life. So there you go. I said that. I'm a big believer in that. That's what I did. And that's why I can say it is because I've walked that path. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a powerful one. But it's a scary one. Uh-huh. No doubt. But, I, you know, I think when we, we dive into this, they need a mission to accomplish. You know, more than we make witch a you know, we're, we're just... We, we gather these Dulaheimers Like, that doesn't matter. I'm not mm-hmm. going to attach to that. So, if you're a business owner, you know, or you're a business leader, like, it's got to be more than that. Like, I, I don't care if you're a lawn company. Yeah. It needs to be yeah. like... But I... We exist to unite people, right? To grow teams, to grow people. Well, what do we do? Well, we mow lawns. But The vehicle... Doesn't matter per se. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, some of the, well, there's uh, Bob Chapman, uh, Barry Way Miller, books called Everybody Matters, it's a great book. And I mean, he has a whole university, and like, they ask him all the time, What do you do? Well, we grow people. Um, okay, how do you make money? Oh, well, the people uh, we do, you know, manufacturing type of a deal. And I, I think it even goes back to when I was in the classroom of like, you know, Hey, Desi, what, what, what is it you teach? Life. What? They have a life class? It's like, no, but that's what I teach is life. Who do you teach it to? Teenagers. Okay, what subject do you teach, Desi? Yeah. And I'm like, life. And I said social studies sometimes. Right. Right, but usually it's life. And I think that's that's the concept. That's what we're looking for. So like no matter your vehicle, whether you're in manufacturing or lawn business or you're in leadership, whatever it is, like it needs to be deeper than uh, our three economic goals this year. Our you know our our mission is to gain ten percent more market value- like, no they don't care about that. that only helps you. Mm-hmm. You need to think about your mission that serves your people right. that serves your team because guess what they're carrying it out like it was just your idea, and i'm sure you're still doing a whole bunch with it, but you can't okay. accomplish it or make progress on it without them. without them you know so really to me it's a movement um and I think this is where you can get people really, really bought in um, to your mission is if you're making, if you're creating a movement that like changes a stereotype, mm-hmm. you know, or that, you know, alters a path of a generation or um, an industry or something like that. Like, that's what I love. Uh, in, and I think that if you pose a, a challenge or a problem to these new younger generations, like that's where they shine. That's mm-hmm. where, like, man, I can get behind that. That's yeah. a hard one. That's going to take a while to alter that ship. That's the kind of mission that we're talking about. Like, they need a mission to accomplish something that might not even be accomplishable, you know, in their lifetime or their career. Right. But they also know their place in that mission.
1: Absolutely. Here's the company vision. Here's the mission to accomplish. But your role is to go out yes. and make this what you did you. Yeah. But my role, like... If I know that's how I'm aligned, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is the mission. Well, this is why I get out of bed. Now, I understand that I'm a part of something that's yeah. not just,
0: you And know. you're clear about it. You understand your yeah. role in that. That's good. matter how big or small it is, but, like, if you pluck one little piece out of the chain, it's not a chain anymore. But, you know, so the importance of it, you're rolling it, Are you're, you're clear about it. Like, all of those pieces fall into that. They need a mission to accomplish Mm -hmm. and to latch on to a movement. So, a second one is a culture to embrace. So, when we talk about culture, you know, people are always like, oh, culture's huge, or I've even done done videos. It's like I almost boycott the word culture because it's massive, Mm -hmm. right? So, when we say you need to improve your culture, like, what we mean is... Like guiding principles, standards of behavior. So, like, what is, what's the number that you found to be, like, what can people latch on to? It's gotta be at least 17 of them, right? Yeah, oh yeah, just give them a big long list. Because they'll totally remember that, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? Uh, no, it's like three type of. Yeah, deal.
1: You, you pick really three to five, at most, maybe a half a dozen, just so that, I mean, can everybody <laughs> recite that? Does everybody know? Seth Godin says, a simple definition of culture is people like us do things like this. Mm -hmm. That's culture. People like us do things like this. And what is that? Well, we're honest. Mm -hmm. We have integrity. We serve. This is how we communicate. This is how we lead. This is how we take action. That's that's our culture. So Mm -hmm. when somebody comes in, and like you said, it's like an elusive, really big many meaning to other people word. Yeah. But if you just say, well, I mean, our culture is that we X, Y, and Z, people get that. Yeah. And
0: they feel it. And that's the kind of clarity that you're looking for, almost as a, let's try to evaluate where you currently are. Ask yourself this question, and be even better, go ask a handful of your team members, hey, what's our mission? Yeah. And see what they say to you. I bet you they're not going to know it. And when you say, what are our top three to five values? I bet you they're gonna list one or two, Mm -hmm. if any, to be honest with you. And we're just going, I'm just going by experience. Like I'm not trying to smash anybody. We do this every day and it happens every single day. They don't know those things, right? And it's like, we didn't know they were that important. When we look at this and we see the data and we look at the research, these are the things that the people need now.
1: Yeah, and if you want like a quick gimme, if they're not giving you any answers, because a lot of them probably won't give you a ton, you can ask, like, how would you describe the culture of our company? Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't nail any of these values, you didn't give me the mission, whatever, but let me ask, Sally, how would you describe the culture Mm of XYZ Incorporated? Yeah. And listen, because maybe... What your idea of the culture should be isn't
0: there. It's not playing out. Because what she's telling you is actually what your culture is. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, they define that. Correct. They define it. So you know you've won when they're saying what you want back to you. Yes. You know, that's where, okay, we're there type of a deal. You know, but if you're like, why do they need a culture to embrace? Because they have a new way of thinking. They have to be in alignment with this whole thing, like it's not just a job to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, the, your your modern day employee has to latch on to something. They bring their whole self to work. Mm-hmm. Like people, are, I've had this recently. Like, so Desi, you're saying like I gotta be like a counselor and a therapist and a motivational speaker and an inspirational. Co-? Yeah, yeah, you do. Like that's the new leader is because mm-hmm. like they're everyone. People used to check their baggage at their locker and then go to work. They don't anymore. They, they just carry it around with them everywhere we go, right? And that's just, that's where we're at. Um, and we have to like adapt or die. Yep. And then that's what's happening is that if you're seeing a great resignation, guess what? You're missing these things. And the good thing is, people are the problem, but also there's the solution, and you're one of those people. Um, so that's like point the thumb. And also be happy because you can be the solution, too, that gets the people behind you. So that's what we mean by, like, here's why they need that culture to embrace. And even you can go with the, you know, if, if standards of behavior maybe isn't your jam, then go with, here's our guiding principles. Here's are the things that, you know, formulate the path that we're going to take, the way that we behave, the way we make decisions, the way we deal with customers, the way we unite the team, like all those types of things, so you can, you know, customize it, make it yours. But the key is that you want them to own this. And look, like, be authentic. Mm-hmm. Don't build something that's not you. Because I mean, and a lot of business leaders, I think they just get confused on this. And I know because I did. We started digging into the branding and all the message and all this stuff for us, and the, people kept asking me, "Well, Desi, what is it for you?" And I'm like, why do you keep asking me that? Well, because, like, you are the company. It's you. That's where... And the same thing. You know, like, you are the ideal. Like, you are the, um, you know, figurehead, so to speak, that people are looking to. And this stuff isn't going to work. And it's not going to change unless you do. Mm -hmm. Unless, like, you have to live this. So it needs to be pretty authentic to you. Like, this is the things that rolls through your blood without you even thinking about it. You just need to mine it out and share it and get them on board with it. Yeah. So as a business owner, think about that. What's the culture
1: that you want your company to be? And is it that what are those three to four to five behaviors, values, people like us do things like this and then make it an exercise. You have Mm -hmm. your list, ask five, six, 10 of your employees these same questions, and, and let's see where that lands. That will give you a really
0: good indicator of, am I giving them a culture to embrace? Yeah, I mean, here, I mean here's a real example. Here, we value consistency, we value reliability, and we, re- we value initiative. So like default aggression, right? Like, go get it, mm-hmm. and fail and fall on your face, but no one's gonna fault us for trying to figure out the ninja hack, the algorithm, the changing of the world, whatever it may be, but you're gonna get the same thing from us every single day, and when you call, we're gonna be there, right? Those, and I can, you can obviously feel that from me. It's very natural Mm -hmm. to me. Like, those have been my superpowers, and those have been a legacy carried down to me, and that's like, it's easy to live those. I don't even need to explain them on the daily, that's what people tell me about me and about the company, yeah. right? And that's why it's like, oh, well, that's easy yeah, type of it. a deal. And, I, and that's why this guy's sitting right here because he latched onto those. He's like, yeah, I like that. I think that'll get us somewhere. Let's do it mm-hmm. type of a deal. All right. So third one, a place to grow. Yeah. What's that mean? Yeah. So a place to grow is, you know, like I was explaining earlier, it's not just, uh, you know, I come to work and do my thing and I go home. The, the new concept, the new culture, the new creating a workplace that people love is that you're growing people. Um, and that's, that's different, that's new, that's, you know, almost polarized. It's like, man, does this seems like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Now I'm growing, yeah, you're growing people. The better those people are, the more equipped and empowered those people are, the better they're going to do for your movement.
1: Yeah, well, and how, how's your business gonna grow if your people don't?
0: Mic drop. Like, yeah. right?
1: I mean, you could certainly, if you have the funds, you could buy somebody with the skill set that mm-hmm. you want, but then what if they don't grow? What if they're stuck? Yeah. Right? If we're going to grow this, how do
0: we grow corporately, individually, mm-hmm. together? So, and I think there's a couple of um, avenues to this. You know, I think it's the, personally, mm-hmm. physically, mentally, um, spiritually, I mean, all those types of things. Like, once again, it needs to be authentic to you as the leader. Um, but like I think we have to grow both of those. Yeah. So and like you don't like, and this is me, the leadership guy, saying this. Like, but like you don't have to hire some guru on the mountain to come in. Like you can do a, a book study together, do a Bible study together, do a small group, like do life together. All the like create community, work out together, like go to the same gym. Pay for a handful of gym memberships for your leaders, like something like that. But growing personally Mm -hmm. um, and intentionally, and when individuals grow, and they're in the same proximity, that is like exponentially powerful for the team. Yes, you know. So that's what we're talking about. uh, You know, personally, individually, but also professionally. Like so many times, it's like, hey, when's the last time you guys did uh, an internal training on your culture or on your values? or on you know, a sales script or whatever, fill in the blank. Oh yeah, we do those twice a year. What? Twice, like how about like every other week? Like why are we not training on, here's our mission, here's what it means, here's, here's what this value, here's what consistency means in you know, the type of thing. So I think internal training, you know, has t- has taken a downturn uh-huh. and I think that needs to come back. And I think it's internal training on skills, internal training on culture, on values, on the mission, um, on little tiny things, because we have 117 million things going on in our head. Damn. So sometimes we need to get reminded, we actually set coffee cups down like this. Um, and that's, that's just how we do it here type of a deal, you know, or guess what? When that trash over there, when it gets full, here's how to take it out of the thing and go put it in the dumpster. Because, and I mean, study show, I was just, just reading this the other day. The, the uh, Fortune 500 companies, they're taking their internal onboarding training from a seventh grade level to a fifth grade reading level. right? So simplicity, uh-huh. like first of all, we gotta start reading more and improving our vocabulary, America. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like everyone included, me included, type of deal. But like what do I pull out of that? I pull out of that like, we need to keep it simple. And we need to be very, very clear because people bring that whole baggage to work now, which means we have to handle that whole person. And we love, I mean, accountability is our like, uh, thing, that's our thing around here, uh-huh. type of a deal. So people need to help, be held accountable to it because sure, out of you know a group of 10 people who are looking at that, they might be like, come on, but there's going to be the one that's like, oh crap, yeah, I didn't do that. Type, <laughs> it's fine. That's why you're doing it. That's yep. why you do that type of thing. So, um, you know, also with growing together, I think it's important that you're honing in on the career skills too, um, and growing that piece. You mm-hmm. know, and like reproducing. Um, like, if you're a leader, you should be reproducing yourself all the time. You should be training. Like, there's like, well, there's like, one and then one A. And they should always be ready to fill in the gap for whatever there's an opportunity.
1: Yeah. And, and for, for entrepreneurs, for business owners, um, build a ladder. What does that look like?
0: Oh, right? Great one, yeah. You, you want
1: to put something in place for employees that take initiative. Remember, 70 plus percent are going to be millennials and Gen Z. Yeah. That gone are the days of I'm going to get a job at General Motors. God bless my dad for, for working there. Yes. Yeah, And I'm just going to put in my time and and gone are those days with the internet, with the opportunities that are there, you're going to find folks that instead of you building a ladder, they're going to bring a ladder and they understand that every single day they're filling out their resume. Working towards something. Not physically I'm getting out there, but I'm building my resume and my skill sets Mm -hmm. because I took an online course Yeah. and I learned about this. So if you have a pathway that says, man, we want you to grow, and here's some ways that we went in. It's not just the next level from supervisor to manager to this. It's yeah. I wanna invest in you. I want you to grow because the things that I wanna teach you in this company, my hopes and prayers are gonna be now bled through to your family outside yes. of work. Yes. You're gonna utilize these things. And ultimately, as you grow, how much more value now do you have as an employer, as well
0: as the employee? So, yeah, so much, you know, and I, uh, Jeremy, I've heard you use this term before, but like the success ladder so many times, you know, we've came in and you know, we'll say, well, how does this person get from, you just entered the door at the lowest level in the company to I'm running the company. And what are the pieces in between? And a lot of times that's, that's a hard answer. But, you know, I think that's something that we need to be able to show people. Here's what your future could look like here, Mm -hmm. right? Now, that's not easy. And these things need to be accomplished. And that's going to be X amount of timetable type of deal. But people need to understand that there's a growth opportunity. There is a ladder to be done. And if you're willing to persevere, you know, through the growth, then we'll absolutely get you there and you'll start climbing the ladder and we'll climb it right beside you. And it'll be a good thing. It'll be a win-win-win situation for the company, for the leader, um, for the team member, and for their family in general. Yeah, good point. Yeah. So the last one, number four, is people to enjoy. So you're saying, like, I should kind of like the people that I work with. Yeah. Pretty important, right?
1: I mean, if you're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, you're spending more time in your job than you are with your spouse. Yeah than it's you real. are with your kids, than you are with your friends.
0: So that's a big deal. Yeah, and this is like <laughs> one of the ways that we've helped a lot with this with a lot of different teams is helping them know each other. Simple stuff, what's your middle name? What's your birth order? Uh, what are your pet peeve? Like fun little five minute things that you can get to know somebody I mean, you know, we do the disc personality test, which you get to know your team real quick, mm-hmm. real fast, whether their strengths, whether it's weaknesses and why. You know, but, like, the best way to put action steps to this is to gamify it. Um, it we had one that did uh, a, a Lulu competition, Right, just a little morale booster. You know, the pants are what, 150 bucks or whatever. Not a big deal, but it was fun for that sales team. You know, and you know, little games, things like that. Not like the we do the once a year company picnic. Like this needs to be like a regular thing mm-hmm. um, to to boost that that morale to keep it fun type of a deal. And then those always building those relationships. Yeah. You know, at work, that with the whole person, not just. You know, the, the employee number seven two four six zero one from Live is Robs. That the, hey. uh, that's, okay, I'm getting, that makes me feel old. So, people to enjoy. And look, if you have a potentially toxic person, it gets time to have that hard conversation. Because that will whew, spread so fast, man. Yeah.
1: If that's your, if, if your focus is to have a culture where... People enjoy each other. Yeah. I like them. We're we're looking out for each other. Mm -hmm. We got each other's back. We're serving one another. And then you have one that is just spreading like wildfire. Mm. This guy did this, this gal said this, this leadership doesn't know this, X, Y, and Z. It's not gonna be long. When we talk about culture, they say it's only anywhere from like five to ten percent or three to ten percent of your Employee population can affect your culture negatively.
0: Yeah.
1: It only takes three to 10%. That's it. Now, the good news is it only takes three to 10% to move them positively. Yeah. What Desi's saying is so on point, though, because if you do nothing and let that spread like fire, let that contagion mm-hmm. of toxicity come into play, not only does that kill the morale of the workforce, yeah. but it jeopardizes any trust that they have in you as, as a leader. Because either they, don't, they think you don't even know this is going on, so how do I trust you when you don't know what's going on in your company? Mm-hmm. Or B, they know that this has been going on for a long time, yeah. and they're just allowing it to happen, and just letting the rest of us Even suffer. worse. So
0: very, very good pin on that point. Yeah. All right. So the two bonuses, Yes. the post COVID. All right. So two things that they need after COVID. So number one, flexibility. So I'm I'm sure you guys have already felt this. You've made tweaks on this already, but people need more flexibility. So what does that mean? Work hours, uh, work days, work at home, work remote combo, the two, you know, in office, all those types of things. How are we doing meetings? PTO sick days, All these kind of things, like they need more flexibility. And what do you do with that? Like You don't have to grant every single one of those, but you need to be a little bit more flexible uh, to create that culture, right? Now you have to be really careful that you're not being taken advantage of because just like you will leverage your people, they will also leverage you. So you wanna make sure that leverage is very fair and is a very win-win situation. But they need flexibility, so when you can, you know, make it happen a little bit goes a long way. You said three, three to 10%, right? Yeah. You know, so that three to 10% added flexibility throughout your year uh, will make a big difference when it comes to meeting that need when you can, uh-huh. right? Now, if it's gonna hurt, you know, the team, the situation, you, the com- like obviously use um, your best judgment, but lean into that just a little bit more this year. Um, when it comes to being a little bit more flexible with people. Maybe, you know, the one in-person meeting we have is uh, is an email or is a Teams meeting or whatever type of a deal. Like you can fill in the blank on how you want to make that tweak.
1: Yeah, you got to get creative. Yeah. Because if it is now I'm forced and most of the workforce was forced to work from home, that brought on a new set of challenges, mm-hmm. right? For somebody with my personality style, uh, I need interaction. Yeah. So lack of interaction leads to distraction. Ultimately, it cripples you, and now there's inaction. Like, I'm just not... So you have to be creative in this flexibility of, now, how do we do things differently? And it's not just, I want to grant this. It's also, remember, a few steps back, we talked about culture. If I'm now bringing in a hybrid type of a workforce, Mm -hmm. or we used to be here shoulder-to-shoulder, knee-to-knee, but now yeah. I see a 2D screen, 3D. Like uh, Now how do I do this with, and keep the culture intact? And as long as you have measures and you can monitor this and I see that, okay, yeah. well, Johnny still gets all of his product, projects done and it's excellent. Like, he's not slacking. When he's at work, he's at work. Mm-hmm. This
0: is what's getting done. Yeah. You know what? We're going we're gonna to work with them on this. Yeah, so be careful of blind spots there. Yeah. But, I mean, a great way is, like, ask them. If you're like, man, I'm not a very creative person, that's where I kind of coined the term, like, get, ask them. Get feedback. Like, usually they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ask, hey, you know, we're looking for realistic ways for the company to be a little more creative and a little more flexible with XYZ, fill in the blank, meetings, uh, um, work days, things like that. That, that. But ask them, and they'll give you some good stuff. Obviously you tell them like, I'm not going to commit to all of these, but I'll do my best to help, you know, make progress on a couple, you know, something in that realm yeah. with a good measurement, like Jeremy is saying. Um, okay. Last one. The second thing that they need post COVID is they want to feel settled they want to, like we were two years of like, I don't know Crazy. what's going to happen yeah. type of a deal. And now people are like i want to know what's going to happen and i want to know what's coming next week and i want to feel good about it you know so creating that safe place that steady place that stable um, environment that people really enjoy coming into Mm -hmm. and that people enjoy working like that's really going to give the feel goods and the motivation internally to your team to you know do make even more progress on the mission and the movement and hitting their marks and they're going to be happy doing it because they know like we're not in turmoil type of a deal. Yeah, that's huge. So it, you really it's it's putting them at ease. Yeah. You know, even if it's you know the time that you know maybe it's maybe you're struggling, maybe the company's struggling and that's fine, you know, but be the person at the front of the ship in the middle of a storm that says stick with me. This is brutal, this is bad, but I'm here. And I'm updating you, and I'm telling you that I will be the one to go down with the ship, yeah. even on the other end. Right? So don't let gossip be gossip, because that will spread like crazy.
1: Yeah, and stability doesn't mean boring. Right? We've come out of such uncertainty. Like, mm-hmm. Bring some certainty. That, like, You gave a really great example. Like, I want stability in this boat. So mm-hmm. even if there's still some unknowns out there, I know the path. That we're going, I know. Even though the outside forces, inflation, disease, war—I don't know what to expect. Yeah. In here, I know what to expect. Yeah. I know that we can do this, and if you can get that down on that side, that—that's oh, going to be night and your day. Your
0: people will be very powerful, yeah. And you're gonna—you're gonna go places. Yeah. You and you're—you're you're gonna accomplish something that's bigger than you. Um. So yeah. So, after COVID, they need flexibility and they need to feel settled. So, all right, so give us some what's. What do we yeah, do now? What with do this? we do with this? Yeah. Well, I think one of my favorite things to do with it is you know, I'm big on connection. So, I think a regular, consistent one on one meeting with the people that you directly lead, right? Okay. So, you've heard us say over and over again that like one human shouldn't lead more than seven humans, like directly type of a deal. You know, unless you've been in a C-sweeter for 25 years, you're doing this really well, maybe 15. Yeah. But that's like, whew, if you're anyway new at this, like five to seven, right? So we're not. I'm not talking about, oh, I got to spend seven hours meeting with everyone. Like, no, like these are 20, 30 minute deals and you ask them some questions, right? And so I think we'll, we'll try to put, we'll put these down probably in the comments or everything so you guys can swipe these. But what do you love most about what you do? So you're going to, as we go through some of these questions, you're going to hear like we're digging into these these main four areas about the person, you know, as well as their role, as well as the company. But this is going to give you the information that you need to lead them better, to continue to build your culture and continue to get that workplace that people love. So number one is that you want to ask in these one-on-ones, these are quick hitters, 15, 20 minutes. The more you do them the more effective and efficient you will get at them and they will take less and less time right but there's going to be like little mini walls up it's going to be a little awkward at first like that's fine embrace it kind of just push through that because it's going to get better and it'll get better quick but so number one what do you love most about what you do number two what frustrates you the most three what do i do as your leader that frustrates you right so you might not get a lot with that one the first time you ask it Uh, But dig in, keep asking it. They'll get more and more comfortable sharing you actual honest feedback. Mm -hmm. You'll get there. Don't worry. Um, What can I do to better support you? So we're leaning into that leadership. Um, If you could change one thing here, what would it be? So I say here, like the workplace, um, the company, the culture, like that type of thing. So that you can kind of coach them through that. Um, Where do you feel that you have more to offer? So, like, you're asking them, like, hey, tell me, where are we missing the mark on untapped potential in you? And so, you might be able to find something pretty cool in that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, when you're asking this question, like, maybe once a week, you're digging into that person. It's like, I'm going to make you self-aware. Well, and and it's getting
1: them to focus on creativity, on thinking. Exactly. Man, what, what can I yeah. do more? Yeah,
0: and, like, you're you're forcing them to get better at thinking, Yeah. right? And you're... you're Um, encouraging growth Um, what else is on your mind that I haven't asked about so you're kind of like let me open this the, the floodgates wide open and like you're giving them that platform to like just share whatever is on your mind right now is there something on your heart is there something on your mind but instead of saying that giving them an exact question of what else on your mind is there that I haven't asked about sometimes it'll spark that thinking a little bit more a little bit clearer so that's those regular, those are those one-on-ones, and I know that, um, that you love this analogy, but, and, I, and we use it over and over again, but the brush your teeth, like you don't do it for 40 minutes on Saturday, you do it for three minutes twice yeah. a day. Every First Saturday, Saturday day. of every month, I brush my teeth. Yeah, and I think one of the, the simplest solutions to accountability is a regularity of meetings. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying let's get into meeting paralysis. I'm saying structured meetings that have five questions that you ask them. That's it. We're done. Bye. Right. Let's go get back to killing it and making progress on our movement. Um, The next thing that you can do is as one of the leaders in the business, like keep your ear to the tracks. Listen for a need. Listen for an opportunity to provide that flexibility and then do everything you can to meet it. You know, like if you can, obviously it has to make sense and not be detrimental to the company, you know, those types of things. But listen for the need and meet it if you can. Next one is if you can make a change, make it. Like you don't have to think about it. Don't over it. Like make this a really quick and easy decision making process of like, what's the upside? What's the downside? I can live with the downside. Let's do it. Uh-huh. Like, don't overcomplicate it, but make that change when you can. Don't worry so much about like what are the three-year downline implicate. Like, no, just do it. It's not going to be something massive, anyways. Um, next one is if something doesn't fit. We hit on this a little bit, but if a person's not fitting this, or you're getting a big pushback on something, like sometimes we gotta launch them yeah, into I'm, a new. You're still helping them. Ter- absolutely, and I. And, you know, I mean, we've done this Uh and like, we've been the people that had to go in and do that. And I truly believe that it's serving like, but they're just so to their status quo. That's the comfortable thing. And it's like, well, I'm going to help launch you. And I mean, a lot of those people I'm good friends with and I helped remove them. But now they're like living their dream and it never would have happened without leaving that place or whatever the situation was. But yeah. occasionally it's got to happen. You got to do it. And then lead. You hear me talking like be the, be the one on the front of the ship when things are going good and things are going bad. Update your people. Make them aware. Give them that safety and that stability. But like you were saying, like the, one of the worst case scenarios is when like they learned that you knew all of this was going on all the time and, and you just it. let it happen yeah type of a deal. But like you've got to let them know and be talking to them and you gotta lead to make sure to create that stability. So that's what you can do to create a workplace that people love four things that employees need to post COVID. Guys thanks a lot for hanging out with us today. Any questions about this we would love to hear that in the comments. Post a question there. We'd love to go back and forth with you guys. And What else do you guys want to hear about? What do we want to learn about? We would love to know more to make sure that we serve you well. Other than that, have a powerful day. Thanks a lot.